Hey, y'all. It's Tinseltown Tea. Hi. Triple T. We are back for another episode of the Tea of Tinseltown. I That's mean, right. I don't know what else we do here. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we're mm-hmm. going to start with our Would You Rather. Of course. Um, so, look, guys. Would you rather swim... 300 meters through shit. Oh my God. Which is AKA feces. Or. <laughs> poo poo. De- <laughs> or dead bodies. My God. Wow. That's pr- that's yeah. traumatic. Well done. Yeah. Off the top. I got PTSD from that. Woo! Question. Oh my God. Um. Uh. Ooh. Yikes. I know. <laughs> Either way, I'm throwing up all the way. <laughs> like, I'm like, either way, I am vomiting. I'm heaving. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. Uh, that. That sound. Um. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That's a good one, huh? It is. It's just so bad fucking either nasty. way. They're <laughs> both just fucking nasty. Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Um. Wow, that was... Ugh, this is a hard one. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's so awful. I would rather do the shit. Um, just the dead bodies is just so much more traumatizing to me. And I feel like I, I, I if you know, if I use lots of Clorox wipes and bleach, the the <laughs> the, the, the poop could could come off. <laughs> like, woo! You know I would get that smell though. Oh my god, that, that smell, smell ain't going no fucking where. Okay. Oh my, and you know there's gonna be like don't. It has to be an unexpected thing because if you can prepare, oh god, my hair will be triple double. I'm shaving this I shit mean, off. Okay. I, <laughs> bye. I was like ten wraps, like Ugh. hell no, bye. Oh my gosh, I'm shaving this shit off. Okay. Oh, that would be insane. Yeah. But yeah, I out of the two most disgusting, I it would be the shit for me. Okay. What about you? It's the fam. So first of all, I don't even. I can't even swim. Second of all, I don't even know how far three hundred meters is. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine. Oh God. But look, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to do the shit too. Cause I can't even. Oh yeah. The thought of me even touching a dead body is disgusting. Yeah, and you see, it's like faces. Look, you know what I mean? It's oh like, God! And what if their eyes are open? Oh, oh my God! Oh, don't do it! Oh my gosh! Isn't there like a, a myth or something that? I've, no. Well, if you like look in a dead person's eyes when they're open, something will fucking happen. I don't know. Oh, Maybe I've I made never that heard up. that. Up. Okay, I made it up. No, I mean it <laughs> might be a thing. I, I just might not have heard of it. It's oh my god, side true. note. This is such a side note. So I'm half Filipino and mm-hmm. Filipinos have a lot of superstitions. Oh. So one speaking of dead people, there's one that if you go to a wake, okay. right? So I don't know if I don't know if wakes are black things or I'm ethnic things. Scared. But, but go ahead. <laughs> the wake is the the thing before the funeral. Right. So and you see the night you before. See the, the body. You're literally looking at the body. It's fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. So if you go to a wake, you cannot go straight home. Because if you go straight home from the wake, the spirit of that dead person will follow you home. Oh, my God. So, so you, you got to like a stop. You got to make a stop. Like go to the Krispy Kreme or, or something. Uh, right. Okay. Like, Grocery shop. Something. Guys, don't go straight home after a wake. Oh, wow. Just saying. I wonder where that stems from. But this stems from all they got damn superstitions <laughs> in the fucking Philippines. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Them people got superstition about everything. But That's I believe true. in that one. That shit's scary. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I, I mean, I just wouldn't want to go straight home afterwards. I'm like, yeah. uh. <laughs> 
Because he's going to follow you. Yeah. But I don't think, but just the idea of just being at home, it was just like that. You know what I mean? I would just yeah. be like, let's. Yeah, I want to go to the movies. Just a little bit of reset, you know what I mean? Just you know, go to the club. Club, not the club. (laughs) The wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Time to hit up Magic City. Mm. (laughs) Rest in peace. (laughs) Pour one out for him. Mm. (laughs) That would be all my dead homies. Oh my gosh. Ooh. (sighs) All right. right. Now that we're done with death and superstitions, let's get on with it. All right, well, this time I'm doing the no better, do better portion. I'm going to leave that. And this kind of was inspired. Um, if you get the chance, check out the last episode with our girl, Zuzu Bell. Um, mm-hmm. She's one of the potential finalists in the Capital Fund. Yes, ma'am, you better. Um, oh, what is it? Capital Fund uh, competition, screenwriting competition. Yes. And so. I say. Yep. And so she um, made a great point um, from what I remembered. Um, Don't follow trends, you know, especially when it comes to writing. We just have to stay authentic to ourselves, finding our own voice Mm -hmm. and not trying to um, just follow the trends, as they say. You know, for example, right now, when it comes to, you know, Oscars and storylines and all that stuff, you know, the Oscars, especially when it comes to people of color, they love they love a slave story. Mm-hmm. They love they a they love a magical Negro. They love a magical Negro. You know, but it's really up to us to truly find those stories and those lines that are not just going to get awards, but really speak to ourselves, speak yeah. to the characters that we can build and really have an authentic voice from and just yes. um yeah honestly enjoy what we're writing and really putting ourselves in it whether you're a beginner or if you are experienced you mm-hmm. know so um yeah don't follow the trends stay true to yourself just be authentic yes ma'am yep and just to piggyback off of that i swear me and judas no better do better is always aligned somehow oh, mm, the look at god mm. yes they are mm-hmm. so mine is it doesn't really have to do with screenwriting entertainment industry per se it's just mm-hmm. a life no better do better mm. it's just live in alignment with your soul uh-huh. as you guys may know i'm very spiritual and <laughs> meditating and all okay. of that good stuff and vibrating at a higher frequency and you know getting in touch with your higher self anyways mm-hmm. you should always live in alignment with your soul my sister actually has this tatted on her oh, but dope. um yeah this is just very important i think just for anybody especially if you're creative you're putting things out into the world Mm -hmm. you need to be living in alignment with who you are living in alignment with your most authentic self yeah so living in alignment with whatever your morals your values are because that's when shit will start to fall into place for you like if you're following trends like judah said or you're doing stuff that isn't you you are your your body and your mind is always gonna know bitch that ain't you right it's always gonna tell you in the back of your mind you may ignore it but it's just not going to feel right if you're yeah. doing something that's not in alignment with your soul who you are your most authentic true self um that's just always going to show and usually that shit doesn't really get i don't know the hype that you want it to when you're not doing something that's not you that's true so yeah just live in alignment with your soul who you are mm-hmm. your higher self your most authentic self yeah. and the shit will just literally fall into place for you amen no that's a a, a word for all of you and yeah especially for uh, well in this industry when especially you know they have the term starving artist artist excuse mm-hmm. me and so it's it's easy to say that when you're coming from a place of 
you know, when some of your needs are met, but it's really harder to do that when not all of your needs are being met, whether mm-hmm. it's financially, spiritually, emotionally. So it's so good that it's a reminder mm-hmm. to keep doing that no matter where we are, whether we're in a place of gain yes. or if we're in a place of, you know, deficit, you mm-hmm. know, um, to always do that because no matter where we are, like Corey said, that shit will align up. Exactly. Yep. I truly believe in that. If you're living your most authentic life, mm-hmm. being your most authentic self, shit will just happen for you, sis. Hey, ma'am. Or nigga. <laughs> <laughs> they, them. Listen, everyone. <laughs> Anybody. Okay. Everybody. Anybody can get this knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Live Yay. in line with your soul, guys. And don't follow these motherfucking trends. No, don't do it. Do what you want to motherfucking do. Please do. And with that, we'll be back. All right, and we back. We are back with the news. Eight, eight. So we just watched the teaser because guess what, motherfuckers? Insecure is back for eight. season four. Yeah, so the last time we had an Insecure season was what? In Ooh. 2018, bitch. It feel, yeah, I think so. It was in 2018, bitch. Damn. Like, so I went my whole 2019 year without insecure. See, that's why the year was off, honestly. Yeah. That's why the shock was weren't aligned mm. for 2019 because we didn't get a season of insecure. Mm-hmm. So as y'all know, my sister took a little break break because she just been killing shit. I mean, she been making movies like back to back to back. I'm waiting and for the star she, to be on the walkway. Right. Honestly. She just been doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Opening up coffee shops in mm-hmm. fucking Baldwin Hills. Shout out to a, Hilltop Coffee. I think she has a music label yeah and, yeah oh yeah opening music labels and shit so mm-hmm. she ain't got time for insecure no more but she is giving us a fourth <laughs> season yeah this year april 12th okay eight, on eight. hbo of course mm-hmm. so y'all niggas better be ready oh my god because i don't got time to fucking play with y'all i mean so yeah it, it's crazy we've been you, waiting you think lawrence is gonna be back Lawrence is going to be back yeah. because they didn't introduce him at the end of season three for nothing. Yeah, So Lawrence is coming back. True. Let me see who. Lawrence coming back. What about that um, Nate. The pretty eye bay? Is that Nate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He fine. He is. And he did come back. But okay. he was on. He disappeared, though. You think it was? He seemed like he has the mental health, um, yeah. that mental health issues going stuff. on. And that's why he disappeared. Yeah. I hope they'll dive into that more in season four. Yes. So that we can really that. have this really important conversation about our black men and their mental health. Yeah. Because we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. So I hope they do mm-hmm. explore why Nate disappeared and went ghost on her mm. and drove her ass motherfucking crazy mm. we are so excited yes. april 12th guys mark your fucking calendars because look mm-hmm. season four is coming and it's time for us to catch up yeah. i mean yeah it <laughs> really is binging. oh and you can watch the official teaser for season four on youtube just type in insecure season four nice it is our sis doing her mirror wraps that we all know oh love. so bars amazing mm-hmm all right, next. So we have Mr. Spike Lee. He makes history as the first black president of Kane's Film Festival jury. Nice. That Kane's is nice, cons. but it is 2020, so it's a little um, yeah. strange. That shouldn't be that the first. But... He is the first in 2020. Um, mm. Weird. Mm. Um, but anyway, shout out to Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Congrats. One of my fave filmmakers. He also looks just like my father, so it's a little <laughs> creepy. Um, I used to think this nigga was my daddy. I'd be like, are you? You acted like you used to act? And he's like, no, that's fucking Spike Lee. That's funny. Um, so it was, 
It was announced that he's been selected to head the 73rd Canes, and this is from Shadow and Act, mm-hmm. um, the 73rd Canes Film Festival Jury. So mm. he's the president of the jury for the film festival. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm assuming they, they those are the people that judge the films. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he is the first black president in 2020. Um, sucks that sucks yeah um so it consists of his contemporaries of movie professionals who will select which film receives the film's highest honor which is i don't know how to say that the palm d'or oh highest honor of the film festival okay okay so just a little statement from him in Mm -hmm. this life i have lived Mm. my biggest blessings have been when they arrived unexpected when they happened out of nowhere when i got the call that i was offered the opportunity to be president of kane's jury for 2020 I was shocked, happy, surprised, and proud all at the same time. All right. You better. You better give us a quote. So the <laughs> festival <laughs> will convene later this year. Um, nice. So, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, and this festival is really prestigious, I know. Uh, it is. It's it in is. Cannes, France. I think they announced enunciated Cannes, but I've heard it enunciated Cannes as well. Yeah, I feel like so, they can say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, but we, we know of this film festival. And, uh, yeah, shout out yep. to Spike Lee. Congrats for making history. And sad that this 2020 this is the history making moment but it is one nonetheless it is still history even Mm. though we are a little shook that he's whatever Mm -hmm. (sighs) all right so third piece of news which i'm so excited about we talked about this this guy matthew a cherry he was one of our niggas you should know i believe a few episodes ago Mm -hmm. he um did the short film hair love the animated short film hair love about a black father um, doing, trying to do his little black daughter's hair. So cute. I'm obsessed. It Our, is so cute. Yes, we gushed about it yeah. um, a couple weeks ago. And we did say that he was might be getting a Oscar nod for this film. And he did. Congrats. Yay. He did. He's now an Oscar nominee. Congrats. For Hair Love, this amazing, beautiful short film. Mm-hmm. Um just celebrating black fathers and mm-hmm. black daughters and yeah. that bond and our hair. Yes. Which is so important. I'm obsessed. If you guys haven't seen it's it. It's so cute. I believe it's on, let me see. Well, I, I saw it on Instagram. Okay. It's like circulating okay, for so sure. Okay, so it's circulating. So. And there's also a book. I read the book in Target Aww. when I was bored. I was in there reading the book. It's, and I almost bald. It's so cute. That is so adorable. And Gosh. like, I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Y'all can correct me. It's fine. Um, I think Issa Rae did the voice of the mom. So there's the scene where the, the mom, mom comes back at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she also, I think she narrates the video that he's trying to use. To do her hair. So cute. So she it's almost like a, a tutorial. You know what I mean? And then he's looking at it like, oh, my oh this God. is what I do. Okay. So, so yeah, it's, it's so adorable. Oh, my God. And also, the, the daddy is fine. Yeah. As a fucking animated No, character. that animation could get it. That, yeah. <laughs> he's so fine. Because look here. This nigga is fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at this damn cartoon like, well, damn. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> Because I never see you out. Like, okay. come on. Lord Jesus. A shout no. out to Matthew A. Love, or Matthew A. Cherry. Why yeah. do I want to say Love Oaks? Hair Love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> shout out to him. He is now an Oscar nominee. Congrats. And we stand yes. so hard. Watch Hair Love, guys. So cute. It's amazing. And buy the book, too. Mm-hmm. Support, support, support. 
All right, so moving on. Amazon, and this, these are all from Shadow and Act, y'all. I shouldn't even have to tell y'all. Y'all know mm. how we rockin'. Stay on there. Okay. We stay on there. So Amazon sets cast for Tracy Oliver comedy series centered on black women. How, I mean. How amazing. Of course. So we love, I love anything Tracy Oliver. Um, So Megan Good, Shaniqua Shondai, Grace Byers, and Jerry Johnson will be the four leads of the half hour comedy <laughs> Hey, oh, nice. TV I'm, series. Nice. I'm, I stand. Eh, 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 I stand. Eh, eh, I stand Megan Good and I stand Grace Byers. And mm. I am not too familiar with these other two women, but Shay, I stand them too. Okay, Shay. come on and break out. Just like um, Tiffany Haddish broke out in Girls Trip mm-hmm. and Tracy Oliver wrote that. Yep. It's your time. Go I stand, ahead. I stand everybody. Come I, on. Ugh, you black, I stand. <laughs> so um, it's set at Universal Television and it's Amy Poehler's. Paper Kite Productions. Oh, okay. So look at that. Come Amy on. Poehler is the money behind the film. Good Malcolm job. D. Lee, who directed Girls Trip. Yeah, he's done a lot which, of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Tracy Oliver wrote, guys. Yep. He will direct the first two episodes. Oh, congrats. Sir. So look at that. Collaboration. Always yes. work with your partners, forming those partnerships. Yes. So the official description of the series reads that it will follow the lives of four black women friends. What? <laughs> women friends. Okay. <laughs> Um, from their that's weird yeah. from their college days at NYU mm-hmm. as they navigate sex relationships and chasing their dreams mm. so it sounds like a very millennial comedy yeah. which we have almost a lot like of a sex in the city almost like an insecure yep. kind of like a millennial dramedy thing yeah um, I still stand. Yeah, go watch. I mean, I'm still gonna stand. Can't have enough of those. Yeah, <laughs> never have too much. Yeah, even though even though the networks are trying to tell you there's too much. Oh yeah, but what do we say? Follow your heart. Do mm-hmm. what you want to do. So, Megan Good is Camille, a stylish, sunny professor of anthropology. Mm. Okay. Course, uh, Sex and Love at Columbia University. Okay, Megan Good, you better play a professor. Come on. Okay. Um, while Camille has extensive knowledge about the dating and mating norms of many cultures, she has had a hard time navigating the dating choices within her own life. So, that's Megan Good's character. Sounds familiar. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I can see her doing something like that. Yeah. Grace Byers, if y'all know who she is, she's Boo Kitty from Empire. Empire, Empire. yes. She yes. played Boo Boo Kitty. Yeah, Boo Kitty, yeah. That's not. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what Cookie called play? her. <laughs> who did she name? actually play? See, Taraji fucked us up. <laughs> uh, we like Boo Boo Kitty. That's Lucius, it. Lucius, uh wife. Yeah, in like season one season or two. One, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where she's from. She's also gorgeous and she's yeah. married to the guy who's. The- Who's on Empire? On the show, and they're yeah. the fucking sexiest couple I've ever seen in my it's fucking quite, life. It's quite annoying and distracting. It's disgusting. It's like, come on. Two people that good looking should never be together. It's it's truly unfair. It's, it's truly unfair. Fair, but No, fine. I'm actually, well, that sounded bad, but yeah. no, we're playing, but it's actually quite disgusting. Yeah, y'all are beautiful. Yes, y'all mm-hmm. are. Um, so Grace Byers, she plays Quinn, an optimistic, creative, and romantic, talented fashion designer. Quinn is a trust fund kid who lives a life paid for primarily by her parents. She likes to play characters like that. Bougie. She likes to play the little <laughs> bougie character. Okay. So Shaniqua plays Angie, a smart, filter-free party and aspiring singer who never met an impulse she did not follow and is living with Quinn rent-free. All right. Okay. So party gal. <laughs> uh-huh. Party gal. She's living with. Grace Byers character. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry Johnson is Ty, an alpha fierce, queer, successful app developer who prefers keeping vulnerability and feelings at arm's length, causing her to date women who are not always her intellectual equal. Okay. okay. It almost sounds like a like an updated living single or um yeah. 
Yeah, Sex in the City, you know, yeah. that kind of and thing. And updated girlfriends. Yeah, pretty much. It gives me girlfriends series. vibe. Just because of the fact that they're all having their own little, like, careers. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, it gives me girlfriend vibes. Mm-hmm. I miss girlfriends so mm-hmm. much. Such a good show. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be on, where's it going to be? Oh, my God, Pharrell is a um executive producer. Yeah, he's been doing that for a while. That's lit, though. Yeah. Wow. And then Amy Poehler, of course, is yeah. the executive producer. We know Pharrell's a vampire. He's going to live forever. Child. He looks like he's That's too... crazy. Okay. He looks like he's 22 years old. And he's like 58. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But I think he's vibrating on a higher level. That's what I think he it is. He is. He's so... He's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be on Amazon. It didn't even say what the name of it's going to be. Ooh. Okay, name is going to be a surprise, guys. At least least we have the description and then we know the characters. That's where Tracy Oliver is in her career. She's Mm -hmm. like, we're dropping this. You don't need to know the title. Right. I'll let you know later. Just know it's it's a fucking Tracy Oliver project. Okay, I'm going to be there. Untitled Tracy Oliver project. I'm going to be there. I will too. Mm, mm. All right, so last piece of news is Cynthia Erivo is a double Oscar nominee for Harriet and could secure her EGOT status. Congrats! Girl, you motherfucking better. She's... talented she so is. talented is what can she not do I, I, mean, I don't know so she was nominated for two oscars monday morning she was nominated for actress in a leading role for her performance in harriet mm-hmm. um i heard mixed reviews about that yeah and best original song for stand up with joshua brian campbell she's the only actor of color to be nominated in an acting category huh mm-hmm. she's the only, i'm trying to understand that she's the only actor of color to be nominated in an acting category. In that category. That's crazy. Not even um, what's it the Aquafina? It says acting category. So it, does that mean all of the acting categories? She's the only wow. actor of color? They don't say only black. They say actor of color. Because color. I know Aquafina was nominated for something as well. That's weird. That's strange. So for the actress nomination, she's nominated alongside Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, which I did not watch. That shit was boring. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. They the they love they a raved. boring ass movie. They raved. I I'm saw sorry. it on Netflix. I tried to watch it three times. Fell asleep twice. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, oh I, my I, god. It did not ring a bell with me. Yeah. Um. Although I, I did like when the lawyers were uh cussing each other. They were like. Ah, well, we gonna get this. We gonna get that. That was fun. The divorce part, which was horrible and painful, that was the most fun. That part. was the most fun part for me. But no. other than that, I was like, child, okay, we're okay. done. So we're okay. Well, shout to Scarjo for that. Yep. And then I don't know. I never know how to say this child name. So sorry, Saurus Ronan. <laughs> I literally don't know how to pronounce this. Wait, let me see. S a o i r s e. She was a girl in Lady Bird. Yeah, I don't... That so- girl in Lady Bird. Sorry to that she's lady. She's nominated for Little Women. <laughs> sorry to this Charlize lady. Theron for Bombshell and Renee Zellweger for Judy. So okay. she's the only black girl and there's a whole bunch of white girls. Got yep. it. Um, so... Okay. Arivo, she's just the... She's just the 12th black actress to be nominated for the award. So the 12th. 12th. It's, and how long has the Oscars been going on? They're going to say it in the year. I feel like it's been going on for a long time for her. A super long time. For just to be the 12th. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Shadow and Act for the shade because they said she's just <laughs> the 12th. <laughs> there was a lot of shade thrown at Black. the Oscar. Uh, it's wow. the 92nd Academy Award. So 92 years and y'all Almost niggas only nominated, y'all only nominated 12 niggas? <laughs> Throughout the In course. Years. Y'all stink. So um, It doesn't make sense. The last Black actress to be nominated was in 2017. Ruth... Nega and loving. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Halle Berry is still the only one to win the Best Actress Award. And I'm guessing that's for Monster Ball when she had to fuck uh, what that nigga name is. Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton? fucking Thornton. <laughs> um, so that's what I got to do to get an Oscar as a black Honestly. woman is fuck Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> I mean, that's a come up for Billy. But right? I mean, wow. He should be honored. <laughs> but if that's what we got to do to get Oscars out here, no Please, thanks. Never mind. Um... Yeah, so she's but she's also one step closer to getting her EGOT. She's okay. only missing missing. She's only <laughs> missing the Oscar. Wow. So she has the Emmy, she has the Grammy, she has the Tony. So she's, she could she could win. Yeah, cuz she's nominated twice. Wow. Um I think they're going to give it to her just because I hope so. they want her to get that EGOT status. I mean, why yeah. the fuck not? Yeah. And um I, she deserves. Yeah. Even though I didn't see the movie and I didn't I heard a lot of mixed bags about it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. Um, I still say she deserves shit. Yeah, go for it. My sis been grinding. She's fucking talented. Give it to her. Yeah. Give her that ego status. Give it to her, please. And with that, the news is done. Hey. All right, y'all. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. We back. And, and we black. Black, like <laughs> always. So for this episode, uh, the main segment... Um, I was inspired by uh, the lovely Issa Rae, like uh, most of us are. Yeah. And she this year had um, the role of reading the nominations, I believe, for Best Director for uh, the Oscars. Mm-hmm. As she read through them, um, she noticed that they were all men nominated mm-hmm. and no women directors were nominated and um she threw a little shade she was still classy we love the shade. but she was like congratulations to all the men nominated for this and they were like whoop woo woo well mm, mm. that's to you um and she wasn't wrong congratulations to all. them they are nominated it is a prestigious uh thing thing to be nominated but there are women directors who are yes. well deserving of that so we're gonna dedicate this this episode um, to reading, and every so often we read scripts. Yes, but we're gonna read scripts from women directors. Mm-hmm. Um, we chose a uh, black women director. Yes, because I mean, why the fuck not? <laughs> they're there and they're wonderful. Yes. So um, we both chose a scene that we mm-hmm. liked, and we can talk about why we chose the scene, what we mm-hmm. loved about the scene, yes, um, and all that beautiful stuff. And it's usual, and it, it's also great to just have a, like, a reading, honestly, yeah. of scripts. It's, since we love um, television and movies, like, mm-hmm. we love hearing them uh, as they're written and, and hearing how they're set up and what the writers do, how yes. the directors do yes. each scene. It's amazing. Amazing. Amazing! <laughs> it's amazing. I promise. <laughs> So, um, we're going to go with my screenplay first. It is written by the illustrious Lena Waithe. Yes, ma'am. And it is directed by Melina Mansukis. Mm-hmm. She also blessed us um, with Beyonce's... Formation uh, video. Formation video. She also blessed us in Insecure because mm-hmm. she knows how to do the lighting and make black people look so fucking great. Girl, you better. Um, So, we're going to read Queen and Slim, baby, baby. Yes, ma'am. I believe it's still out. If it's not, um, that's okay. It'll be coming to... I'm sure. Amazon Prime. Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Buy it. Whatever. Um, it was a great movie. I really, mm-hmm. really liked it. Um, some people, you know, had issues with it. But yeah. I personally, I thought it was was really well done. Mm-hmm. And the scene that I chose was the beginning scene. 
And um, we'll get into it. Oh, so this is the opening. This is the opening. Okay. And um, I'll read stage direction. Corey will be reading Slim. Yes. That's Daniel. Yes. And I will be reading Queen. All right. (laughs) Interior dinner night one. Somewhere in Ohio. We're in the kind of place that feels like everyone should know your name. But they don't. Families frequent this spot when they're falling on hard times. It's practically empty on this boring Thursday. Servers drop off hot plates while elderly people sit, sip, excuse me, sip cheap coffee at the counter. Our focus is directed towards a black man and a black woman sitting at a small booth in the back. The man has a slender frame and a laid back demeanor. He's not a fan of rocking the boat or ruffling feathers, but he ain't no punk either. Mm -hmm. For the purpose of this story, we'll call him Slim. The woman, she's regal as fuck. She's not as easy, excuse me, she's not an easy laugh, and she's always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm. For the purpose of this story, we'll call her Queen. Not unlike most first dates, there are long silences and a lot of forced small talk. The waitress quickly drops off their food and walks away without uttering a word. Queen examines the spread. Slim prays over his food. This is how he was raised. Queen sits awkwardly waiting for him to look up. As soon as he does... Didn't... Oh, that's me. Sorry. Queen. Didn't you ask for scrambled eggs? Yeah. She clocks the two sunny side eggs up on his plate. It's all good. No, it's not. It's just eggs. I have a thing about that. Eggs? No, about people not doing their job well. She's got four kids and an alcoholic husband at home. She's doing the best she can. How do you know that? She comes through my line every Sunday yelling at her kids and giving me a stack of coupons. She can never find her Costco card, so I always let her use mine so she can get the discount. That's nice of you. Can I ask you something? I don't know. Can you? Easy. I know good grammar. Do you? We not in the classroom. They have a quick standoff. You gonna ask me your question or not? What took you so long to respond to me? I didn't realize that much time had passed. I sent you a very well-crafted message three weeks ago. I spell-checked it and everything and got crickets. Then today, out of the blue, you hit me up asking if I want to grab dinner. What changed? I had a shitty day. What was so shitty about it? The state decided to execute my client. Queen says that as if she were giving him the logline of her favorite movie. In an instant, Slim loses his appetite. I didn't know that was still legal here. Yep, it's legal in 31 states, and Ohio happens to be one of them. Was he innocent? Even if he's not, the state shouldn't decide whether he lives or dies. I'm sorry. Me too. Normally I'd just go home and have a glass of wine by myself, but I didn't feel like being alone. Not tonight. Slim can't tell if this is a cry for help or a proposition. You didn't have any friends or family you could call? No. So you turned to Tinder? Yeah. Slim sips his soda. Why'd you pick me? I liked your picture. What? You had this sad look on your face. I felt sorry for you. Damn. I didn't mean for that to sound shady. Well, it did. Then... My dad took that picture of me. Why aren't you smiling? Slim shrugs, not ready to to divulge the reason just yet. They're still getting to know each other. 
To be honest, I don't have that many photos of myself. Why not? I know what I look like. Pictures aren't just for about vanity. They're proof of your existence. My family knows I exist. That's enough. The idea of not having to prove oneself to the world is foreign to Queen. Slim stares at Queen's plate. Most of her food is untouched, particularly her Caesar salad. You gonna eat that? You can have some. He reaches over and stabs a few big pieces of lettuce with his fork. They always use just the right amount of dressing. Then, do you really like this place or is it the only spot you can afford? It's black owned. She wasn't expecting that answer. Queen can appreciate this small token of righteousness. Touche. Cut to interior car, an hour later, night. And scene. All right. Okay. Queen and Slim. Yep. Opening scene. Yes. So I really, I chose this because even in reading through the dialogue, you already know the kind of people that they are that are on this date. And I also appreciated that it didn't start off going well, right? Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. this like sort of, and I was expecting it to. I was expecting, I was like, oh, they on a date. Ooh, black love, blue to blue. No, (laughs) like they were not getting along as you would think a good date would go to. And it felt like a realistic sort of, um, a realistic date. Yeah, she sounds like me. Yeah. Like, honestly. I, mean, I just was fucking bored. <laughs> right. And that too. Like a lot of times people are like, oh, like the way dates are portrayed, I feel like in movies is like people are just going out to find their true love. And mm-hmm. that's the main reason. And there's so many different reasons. Um, also, uh, for those who um, saw the whole movie, you'll see like they drop little gems, right? The idea of taking a picture of them becomes very important and iconic throughout their journey on their day. Yeah. So it's a bit of a foreshadow. And um and it reveals also like when he asks little things like you don't have family or friends and she was like no and it it reveals she goes on through the story it shows that she really doesn't you know Mm. and she doesn't have that support system and that's why she's so hard and she has to be so tough because she's also in the you know justice system fighting on behalf of a lot of um you know a lot of people so and it's it's depressing, you know, depending, yeah. you know, depending on you know, which side you're on. I don't know. Um, so it, at least for her in this experience that it, as it's portrayed. So I thought it was really good. And as you see the journey, like it's it's clear, like something brings them together. Right. Mm-hmm. And forces them together, because with this, they definitely didn't have to to be together. So yeah. I thought it was smart that they started off from this this standpoint. And I thought. I was expecting for them to hit it off right there. And I like the unexpected. Love it too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was very well written combo. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that jumps out for me in terms of the writing is mm-hmm. the way that Lena 
did their character introductions. Yes. So beautifully written character introductions. introductions. The man has a slender frame and a laid back demeanor. He's not a fan of rocking the boat or ruffling feathers, but he ain't no punk either. You know who he is right away. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very yep. short and sweet. She didn't do the most, mm-hmm. but she really told you. You can just know exactly who that person is mm-hmm. off of that description. Let's get into Queen. She's regal as fuck. Mm-hmm. She's not an easy laugh, and she's always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm. Perfect. I know exactly who yep. this woman is. That is me. I know that, exactly. The, who wait for the other shoe to drop. Like, mm, mm, don't trust none of that. Really? Like, I know exactly who this woman yep. is, and this is impeccable writing. Yeah. Character introductions so important. This one thing I struggle with as a writer too. too. It is so difficult to figure out how to introduce your character mm-hmm. at the beginning of your script. Mm-hmm. It's very such. It's such a subtle thing, but it's mm-hmm. the most important thing, right? Because it's like you're introducing who this character is, but you got to do it perfect yeah and, and i think she nailed it yep and a few nailed. lines and we didn't ha- like we didn't have to go back you know right. what i mean like in a few lines we know who this person is it's mm-hmm. written beautifully and we can move on to the story we got to the story right? immediately we're getting to the story because mm-hmm. you just told me who these people are girl mm-hmm. i ain't even and nothing else. i don't need nothing else girl yep because i know who they are yeah so shot yeah very beautifully written mm-hmm. and beautifully uh, shot melina yes. did a great job yes she should have been nominated for an Oscar. But Honestly, yeah. We all know how that goes. So, mm-hmm. beautiful movie. Hope you guys saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not too late. Yeah, it's Go not too it. late. Queen and Slim, guys. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our black female directors. Yeah. And writers. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, next one we're going to get into is the one I chose. Um, I decided to do a scene from the iconic Love and Basketball. I mean. By Gina Prince-Bythewood, another black female director. Um, she's been in the game for a minute. Yes. For a minute. Yeah. This is her first um, film yep. that she directed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. First film. And it's yes. so iconic in the lives of a lot of black people. I, mean, I know. Me, yeah. Omar, right? Omar, Omar Epps. Epps. Mr. Damn. Omar Epps. Um, yeah, I used to watch this growing up. It was the first black romance film I think I saw. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, was that the truth for me? I don't know. But it was the most... I had a, a friend who played this all the time. Oh my like, God. I was like, okay, my God, all right. We get it. They in love and they come out shit. So I did like it until it was played yep. out so, so many times. Same. I mean, I still love it, oh but it did God. get a little played out in, you know, the mm-hmm. early 2000s. Okay. <laughs> Y'all was doing the most. So much. And I had to let it go for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm back. Hey. And I love it still. And we appreciate the writing. Yeah, we mm-hmm. appreciate the writing. Gina wrote it too. Oh, nice. So she wrote it, directed Writer, it. So, girl, you you better. Queen. And like I said, she's been in the game for a minute. That's she right. is a very accomplished director. Go Black ahead, director. So, yep. very proud of all the work that she's done for mm-hmm. us. She really... She she just loves putting out work for us about Yay. us. So mm, we love mm, it. Mm. We dig it. Mm. All right. So the scene we're gonna do mm-hmm. is the iconic scene at the end when mm. what's her name? What's her name? Monica mm-hmm. plays Quincy for his love. Whoop. So they play a game of one on one, which is actually kind of silly when you think about it. Very like because this nigga was engaged. Mm-hmm. He's about to be married, mm-hmm. and then you show up to his house like play me the game of one on one. Also, he did her dirty. He did her so dirty. Like, bitch, he didn't even choose you. But, hey. <sighs> sure. <laughs> we okay. still stand black love. Why not? Although it may be a little bit toxic when you actually <laughs> okay. dig into it. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it's a little bit silly when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, play me in one on one for your love, and yeah, it's yep. a little silly, mm-hmm. but still an iconic scene Super in iconic. rom. This wasn't even a rom com. It was Mm-mm. very, it was a drama actually. Yeah, so, yeah. there's nothing calm about it. Um, very iconic scene. Oh my gosh! So we're gonna do this scene. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing Monica. Yes, and Judith will be doing Quincy, and I'll Quincy. be doing um narration Yay. and uh, action lines and all that shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Interior right house, Monica's room night. Monica lies in her bed, staring up at the ceiling, unable to sleep. Her mind races with thoughts of her past, her choices, her future. That's dramatic. Suddenly, she climbs out of bed. She wears a tank top and pajama bottoms. She crosses to her window, pulls it open, and climbs out. Exterior right and McCall houses continuous because they were next door neighbors. Mm-hmm. Monica drops down. She moves to Quincy's window and knocks quietly. Beat. Then Quincy appears, bare chested, <laughs> and in Whoop. a pair shouts. <laughs> he looks at her, then pulls open the window. What's going on? We need to talk. Quincy just looks at her. Please. Hold on. Quincy disappears for a moment. Then returns, pulling on a t-shirt. He climbs out of his window, drops to the ground. Quincy looks at her. You asked me what was missing. What? From basketball. You woke me up to tell me that? I... (laughs) I love that you're doing the sleepy voice right now. (laughs) Perfect. It's not fun for me anymore because you're missing. Quincy stares at her. What I'm trying to say is... I heard enough. What I'm trying to say is, I've loved you since I was 11, and the shit won't go away. We haven't even talked since college, and now you you wait two weeks before my wedding to say something like this? I know. I, I probably should have said it two weeks ago. Quincy doesn't even crack a smile. In fact, he glares. You haven't changed. You still think the sun rises and sets on your ass. <laughs> well, guess what? It doesn't. Then why are you so upset? Because you don't pull this on someone who's about to get married. Better late than never, right? Wrong. Quincy starts back toward his window. I'll play you. What? One game. One on one. For what? <laughs> Your heart. <laughs> it's funny when when I'm saying it because this is so not me. I would never say some shit like this. Oh my God. Anyways, back mm-hmm. to scene. Quincy looks at her in disbelief, then laughs at the absurdity. Okay, so they're very aware that it's absurd. You're out of your mind. So you're going to bitch up? What's that supposed to be, psychology? I know why you broke up with me in college, and not that what you did wasn't messed up, but what I did was too. So if you forgive me, I'll forgive you. Monica, after that stuff with my dad, I couldn't trust anybody, okay? I mean, I was lost. So, you are forgiven. But that was five years ago. I moved on. Monica moves past him, reaches through his window. She drops back down, holding his basketball. Prove it! She throws in the ball. What will this prove? You once said the reason I beat you was because you wanted me to. So? So if I win, it's because deep down you know you're about to make the biggest mistake of your life. And deep down, you want me to stop you. And what happens when you lose? If I lose, I'll buy you a wedding present. Quincy stares at her. 
Exterior McCall House driveway short time later. Monica stands opposite Quincy. Both are suited up in basketball gear. <laughs> they stare at each other, ready to go to war. Monica tosses them the ball. Check. Quincy tosses the ball back. Monica drives. Quincy knee knees is maybe at 60% and he can't keep up. She scores easily. She walks to the top of the driveway, tosses him the ball. One zip. Check. Quincy rubs his scarred knee, then passes it back. The game continues. Monica owns the first five points easily. This sounds like a damn sports mm-hmm. damn caster. Monica owns the first five points easily by exploiting Quincy's injury. Monica <laughs> drives for another layup. Quincy suddenly lets go of his fear, leaps, swats her shot. He grabs the rebound and lays it up. He nods intensely as he grabs the ball and walks back to the top of the key. One, five, check. The game continues, and now Quincy has the upper hand. Using his size and strength, he scores seven straight points. The score stays close. It is a sexually charged battle of wills. Quincy pulls off his sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) Their bodies collide as they wrestle for the ball. Monica yanks off her jersey in frustration. Her ass bumps into his hips as she backs him in. Her hands slide across his chest as she guards them. Finally, the score hits 9-9. Monica slowly walks to the top of the key. Nine up, point. She tosses Quincy the ball. Check. Quincy tosses the ball back, drops low on defense. Monica fakes an outside shot, and Quincy bites. Monica drives around him. She has a wide open layup. She puts it up, and it rolls off the rim. Monica can't believe it. Mm. Quincy grabs the loose ball and clears it. He stares at Monica as he dribbles in front of her. She stares back. He breaks for the basket. Monica stays with him. He goes up. Monica jumps, desperately tries to block his shot. Quincy dunks on her, knocking her to the ground. He lets go of the rim, tumbles to the ground also. Game over. Mm. Silence. That was intense. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Quincy stares at her. Monica looks back. Then, all's fair in love and basketball, right? Monica struggles to fight back her tears (laughs) as she picks herself up. She slowly walks back toward her house in defeat. I added the in defeat part. Mm. And then, hey, Monica slowly stops, turns. Double or nothing? I remember this. I'm literally picturing this in my head. Oh, my God. so ridiculous. This is crazy. Monica stares at him, wonders if she heard right. Quincy limps to his feet picks up the ball, and holds it out to her. Monica slowly walks back to him. They stare at each other. No more egos. No more bullshit. Just love. In the moonlight, on the blacktop, they kiss. Fade to black. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I would have greenlit it just off of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Come on, Gina. She wrote the shit out of that. Okay. Okay. When I tell you that shit was intense. She must be a basketball fan because I would have had to be. She I'm played like, okay. basketball her whole okay. life. That's that, why she wrote okay. it. Okay. That's right. why she wrote it. Yeah. She played basketball. There's no way. And it's like kind of based off of her. I'd have been like, he dribbles maybe four, six, seven <laughs> times. And then maybe he throws it into. And it may have hit the, the little rim ring, or whatever. The ring thing. Yeah. That thing. With the little string on it. It's either one or seven point. I don't know. <laughs> he, does, he does he does a lie up or a, a lay <laughs> up. You know what? It was a touchdown and <laughs> she didn't win Go! his love. Go. <laughs> Go. Go. 
<laughs> yeah, don't let me write anything mm, sports, okay? No. We all need a writing partner for that. Yeah. But that, wow. That was intense. Talk about writing. Yeah. That's good writing, guys. Yeah. That's good writing. I really loved how she built up the tension, even yes. though like at some points it felt really corny. I was like, okay. Yeah, it was very uh, romantic, like, yeah. fucking shit at yeah. some times. But, like, the tension was built up with each step. Like, mm-hmm. it was building up to this moment. And like it, it was clearly the like the climax of yes of that of that scene and of the the whole movie the whole honestly. Movie, yeah. Um, so yeah, well done. Yeah, because you can really envision what is happening based mm-hmm. off of her action lines, her descriptions, mm-hmm. and it wasn't too much. Like it's a lot yes. of action, which you're not supposed to do, mm-hmm. but it was clearly warranted yeah like she was painting a picture for us mm-hmm. and judging by the movie because i know exactly what exactly happened in the what movie happened, right word for word this is exactly what happened i mean like they executed perfectly based off of her action descriptions mm-hmm. and even if i hadn't seen the movie i could still imagine what's yep. going on basis off of this writing so yeah she did that as we all know she did that i mean we all know she props. did it, but this, it's my first time ever reading the script, so I'm like, well, damn it. Yes. That's fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was super fun the way she, like, put it together. Yeah. And even, like, just the tension, again. Mm-hmm. I love the tension between, like, the both of them, and it wasn't just, like, she wrote a quick line, like, there's clear sexual tension, mm-hmm. but you felt it in every step, every exactly. shot, the buildup. I was like, come on, sis. Right, and she made sure that she included different little keywords, yeah, to kind of show you, mm-hmm. to kind of uh, also depict that tension too. Right. So I, I think it was great. That was fun. Great writing. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of uh, fun reading that girl. That was fun. So thanks for putting that out there. I love that movie. Yes, such a, a classic. classic. A classic. Such a classic scene. Yes. I'm sure there was a lot of motherfuckers over here playing basketball for love. <laughs> After this shit. Double or nothing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I gotta go home. <laughs> I'm going home. Okay? Double this dick. Leave me alone. <laughs> yes. Leave me alone. That's what I would have said. This is why I can't be in no romantic dramas or whatever. Because. Oh my gosh. First of all, I wouldn't even went to his house. <laughs> no. No, ma'am. <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm knocking on your window pane. No. No. <laughs> like, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page. Okay. I would have still been bitter when you um the went back in college. Right? You wouldn't have heard from me no, no more. No, never again. Neighbors or not, nigga, you wouldn't have heard from me no more. And that's on that, on that. Okay. So Period. Shout out to Love and Basketball. Okay. Shout out to Gina Prince Barthwood. Shout out to Queen and Slim. Shout out to Melina Matsokas. Yes. Um, shout out to great writing. Yes. And great, great writing, directing. Great directing. From can we please? Can we please? From women. Whoa. Can we please give the gals their due. Who knew? Who knew? Women directed sometimes. Yeah. Things. Who knew we knew how to work cameras? What? Mm. Wow. Crazy. <sighs> little insane <laughs> wow i'm shook to my yes. core give them their flowers give them their awards give it to them mm-hmm. and with that guys we're done celebrating our black female directors for now for now but we'll be back though we'll be back all right we back we back with our niggas you should know segment That's our right. last segment of the show as That's always right. where we highlight 
niggas in the industry that you should know and mm-hmm. if you don't know them you tripping okay so that's why we making it known that now you yet. should know now them. you know now you know okay mm-hmm. so we're gonna start with the beautiful marblock akil yes i think this woman is so beautiful yes and we're more than beauty people yes. she's she's more than beauty i just mm-hmm. have to say that she's beautiful because i think she's fucking gorgeous yep Anyways, but th- she's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. So she, I'm just going to go through her little spiel because she has actually a really cool career. Yeah, long resume. Um, really long career. And she's done some of my favorite shows. So I just want to really give her her due mm-hmm. and go through her little bio real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, So she first began writing for television in 1994. That's when I was born, guys. Wow. She was writing for the critically acclaimed but short-lived Fox series called South Central. Have mm-hmm. you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I heard of it. Okay. Okay. So she wrote for that. Mm-hmm. In 1999, she served as supervising producer and writer on the Jamie Foxx show. A little show if you heard of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of that. Mm-hmm. After writing for Moesha wow. for four seasons. Writer's room. Come on. Wow. Um, and then in 2000, she created an executive produced along with Kelsey Grammer, another UPN series, which is now the CW for you new people. Mm. It used to be called UPN back mm-hmm. in the day. Girlfriends! Yes! Oh my God, one of my favorite so motherfucking so shows, good. bitch. So good. Girlfriends is Binge an it. iconic show. My girlfriend. My girlfriend. My girlfriend. Yeah. Mm. Through thick and thin. <laughs> Come on. Yes, ma'am. This is such an iconic show for so the good. black woman. Mm-hmm. Featured four black women who were all different mm-hmm. and they weren't like stereotypical black women. Nope. They had careers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, Lynn, was mm-hmm. an alternative black okay. woman, you know, because we don't like to recognize she was, them. She was channeling the ancestors before it was right? even cool. She was very hippie and mm-hmm. vegan and fucking yoga mm-hmm. bitch. So, yes, we love girlfriends. So yes. she created that show. Mm-hmm crazy mm-hmm. um oh, one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. so she also created a spinoff to that called the game mm-hmm. one of my fave shows i used I to mean, love the game bitch i used to people love the game because it's i think it started off one network and then went to one like when it, it was started on upn yes and then they were like bring it back we say and they were like bt was like they okay girls back. yeah all right i mean i didn't fuck with it once it moved to bt but right. when it was on those first three seasons when Yo. it was on upn bitch unmatched <laughs> i just rewatched it like last year mm-hmm. um so she created that as well which is crazy that was in 2009 she also became a consulting producer and writer for cougar town mm, yeah i remember watching which is that with one of those oh. women from fucking friends yes she played courtney cox yes courtney yes. cox um, so I think she, she played Monica off Friends. Friends. Yes. So she played somebody in Cougar Town. She yep. was like one of the main. Yeah, she was the main, the main, the main yeah. girl. So she had worked on that show. She's also the creator of BT's Being Mary Jane. Which was good as hell. Wow. That's a show. That show was good. Wow. What is This woman. Gabrielle. Here. Come on, Gabrielle. Shout out to Gabrielle Union. Not that yes. I know her, but she did very great in Mary yeah, Jane. Yeah, she did. Maybe she did day. the thing on that show. Mm-hmm. This woman, Mara, has created three iconic shows. I stand. Mm-hmm. I stand. I mean. Wow. So she went, just a little backstory, she went straight to UPN and sold her idea for her hit series, mm-hmm. Girlfriends of the Network. And it wow. was a hit for a while. I think Kenya yes. Barris worked on that for a while. He was on, I think he was in the writer's room. Oh, he mm-hmm. was. In Girlfriends. He was. Mm-hmm. So she shopped it around to studios to start the filming process. But even though the show sold to a major network, no filming company wanted to take the bait. Mm-hmm. So she struck a deal with Kelsey Grammer, 
Girl, you better negotiate with Kelsey Grammer. And it was a successful show. Yes. Super successful. And he signed on as the executive producer. So that's just a little backstory to how Girlfriends got started. Kelsey likes checks. That's why. Yes, he does. Okay. Kelsey's smart. Mm Mm-hmm. He's smart. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just a little backstory to Girlfriends. Just, you know, just to remind you guys that, you know, if somebody don't want your shit, somebody else does. Okay, don't give up. Do not give up, Mm y'all. Because look, what if she would have gave up? Mm-hmm. And look, we wouldn't have girlfriends. Nope. We would not have girlfriends. So I I stand everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I there's nothing I can say. Like, this woman is amazing. Yep. So another big news about her as well. She just signed a deal Ooh. with Fox Entertainment. Come on. To develop some series. Oh. So let's see what she's going to develop. That's exciting. Good for her. I think she's going to develop, like, a scripted series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's going to be working with her husband, mm-hmm. um, who has an overall deal with Warner Brothers. Yeah. So yeah. I think he did Black Lightning on the CW. It's on CW yeah. too, which yeah. used to be the UPN, which were all her shows are on. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Marbrock Akil. Mm-hmm. Um, she killed the game. She's been I mean, doing it for a while and a now time. she's going to continue That's right. she to kill the game, the game and with Fox Entertainment. So we are so excited to see what she comes up with next. Either way, I'm standing and I'm watching and I'm yes. not missing an episode. No, ma'am. So <laughs> there it is. Yes. Right there. <laughs> no, her. All right. So um, mine's going to be pretty quick, but I really... So I don't know if you guys are into this, but on Netflix, there is a sketch comedy show. It is um, executive produced by Kenya Barris. It's hilarious. It's oh called God, Astronomy Club. Okay. Um, the crew that stars in it, uh, forgive me if I uh, mispronunciate names. Please forgive me. But uh, Shawton Bowen. Okay. Jonathan uh, Braylock. Okay. Ray Cordova. Okay. James Third. Uh, Caroline. <laughs> the I was like, okay. Cool. Oh, I can do uh, that one. Come on. <laughs> um, the Car- third. Caroline Martin. <laughs> Jeray uh, M- Milligan, Monica Moses, and Keisha Zoller. Okay, Got it. so this group um, encompasses the Astronomy Club, and please go on Netflix, watch it. Please, the skits y'all. that they have are so hilarious, and like it's like they're like super like meta. <laughs> it was like super meta and deep. They have a skit where they try and reform um, black stereotypes or like, so the magical Negro. So mm-hmm. there's a character that plays the help. There's a character that is like uh, from Bagger Band, uh, Bagger. Legend of fucking Bagger, whatever the Sure, fuck. yes. And Driving Miss Daisy's. Yes. Morgan the Freeman driver, Like all the characters that are like stereotypically what. It's like a what, support group, yeah. Yes, to get them out of being the magical Negro. It is so funny. There's oh the the skit where they literally are in the uh god the uh doctor's office trying to revive somebody's edges. Mm. That shit was so that shit was hilarious. Me, it's it's so funny. Check out all the episodes. There's one where the dude plays Cat Williams teaching kids oh about god. Shakespeare. That shit is hilarious. And I would have learned Shakespeare like that. I would have loved. Teacher. Then I was like, you know what? That's accurate. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that. Oh, okay. That's that's accurate. There's also like a Robin Hood sketch. Oh which my is god, hilarious! So I think funny. it was named one of the best sketches of the decade. Oh wow, that sketch. Yes. So that don't was sleep, funny. Don't sleep on them. Do not sleep on them. I was. Pl- I mean, I 
I'm not going to say that I wasn't expecting a lot because I had never heard of astronomy club before. Yes. But I just know that it was an all black cast of, you know, sketch comedians. Yes. And I was blown away. So good. No, I'm not even. I I binged it so quick. I know. I be exaggerating y'all, but I'm not exaggerating. It's amazing. Like the sketches are really funny. Yes. They're really black, but at the same time, very intelligent. Yes. And they just do great commentary in a different way that is just so unexpected. And this, like this sketch, it featured, they are the first all black house team at the citizen, oh, excuse me, the upright citizens brigade, brigade, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that is an improv group. And so they came together. Together and they they did the damn thing. It's fun. It's super funny. You guys have phenomenal, to check it out. y'all. For real, check it out. Y'all better check that shit out. And, <sighs> those are niggas you need to yeah. know. It's y'all funny. better know niggas because they coming up. Yes, because they deserve. Yes, They're fucking hilarious. I was like Astronomy Club, uh, Black Lady Sketch Show, Key and yes. Peel, like in that whole gamut. Like they all have their own lane. This one just stands out in a way that's like totally, totally different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one, this one stood out, y'all. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sorry. The sketch where they're in the hood, it's like they're in the hood and they are like playing these characters that have superheroes. It's almost like a oh, like Game a, of Thrones, a Dungeon mixed with... Dragon shit. Yes. And they were all really stereotypical black characters. Oh, it was so funny. First and... of all, there's a character called Dat Nigga Terrence. In the... <laughs> I was like, why? Why do we all have? That every I just feel like every black person or every white person has that nigga Terrence in their mm-hmm. life. Of course they don't say that. But <laughs> you know, like I was like, I hate y'all. That is hilarious. Oh my god. And then to make it to make the sketch even more smart, you're watching this game and you're introducing all these really kind of stereotypical black racist ass characters. Right. You pan out to real life. It's an actual video game that's being developed. Right. And we're in a conference room with white people and there's one black dude. Yes. And the white executives are like this is so racist. How did how do we let this go to fucking production? And the black guy loses it. He's like, I've been trying to He's tell like, y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to blame the black guy? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then it's just so true. So, guys. Check it I out. I can't. It's, it's so I stand. Funny. I stand. Yeah. I stand. <laughs> guys, watch it. Astrology. Yes. Astronomy? Astrology? Astronomy club. Astronomy club, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Watch it. So, yeah, that's the end of our show. Mar Brock Akil, know her, and Astronomy yes. Club. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Know them. It's Scares coming back April 12th. Ay. Very important piece of news. Ay. And with that, I think we can end it. Yeah. I mean, great note to end it. Thank y'all for rocking with us once again. We yes. in 2020. We on some next level shit this okay. year. 2020 is a year of clear vision, y'all. Come on. So keep your vision clear yep know what you want this year guys keep follow writing. us on the gram tinseltown too yes and with that we out all right bye bye cool Woo! yep did that <laughs>